Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, before we start, I want to make sure that you're protected. And I want to give you access to a ridiculous amount of great content from around the world. Thanks to our friends at NordVPN. They are the fastest virtual private network out there and available on every major platform. With NordVPN, you've got access to regional content from anywhere. Say, for example, you want to watch a certain wrestling network to keep up with the classic review podcasts and you can't get it where you are. Well, virtually change where you are with NordVPN and one click. Boom. Sorted. Access to thousands of servers across 60 countries, just like that with NordVPN. It's also great to protect you when you're on the road as well, because logging into random restaurant and airport Wi-Fis can be a bit sketchy. But if you've got NordVPN on your device, they will keep you right. Change the way that you watch the wrestling and keep yourself protected for the price of a posh coffee every single month. You up for it? You can get an exclusive Cultaholic deal at nordvpn.com forward slash Cultaholic. Plus, get a big old discount off your plan, an additional free month, and a little cheeky bonus gift when you use the code Cultaholic. You've got 30 days of money-back guarantee if it's not for you. Spoiler, it will be for you, but there's no risk if it's not. Find out more at nordvpn.com forward slash Cultaholic. Make sure you give him one from me. I don't take it. What's Kate's out of shot? He's like, yeah, I'll give it one from you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. 15th of March. In the year of our Lord, 2001. Space Odyssey. Thank you. Dido, uh, <laughs> no angel for six weeks in a row. Proof Still! That no angel, just a devil. Hannibal is <laughs> in one UK box office for the fourth week in a row. Shaggy, featuring Ricardo, Rick, Rock, Ducent. It wasn't me. No! It's finally here! The soundtrack of a generation! That's right. The controversial horror film The Exorcist is shown on British TV for the first time, but is screened by Channel 4. But even scarier than that, Pro Evo gets its first PS2 release. So, <laughs> if the ratings are down on this week's SmackDown, it's because thousands of lads took time off work to rename everyone to their proper legal names. Oh, that was always the deep joy with Pro Evolution. Shout out to my little brother, Mike, who loved... That was it, because if I remember correctly... 
Pfeiffer had all the correct uh, rights and licenses, but wasn't as good a football game as Pro Evo. Pro Evo was a better football game, but had all the fake teams and stuff. So you'd have to go in and, like you say, like customize it to the nth degree. And shout out to my brother Mike, who had Pro Evolution Soccer on the PC. And he would spend probably more time updating every minutia of, of every football team than actually playing the game at the end of things. Like, literally, like yeah. if you went to a football ground and they changed a sponsor on the on the banners around the pitch he would go home and update that immediately the commitment was was exquisite yeah that was pretty much it until for some reason fifa started getting really good around 0304 so i was like oh there's no need for me to buy pro evo <laughs> fifa just got good <laughs> and so pro nice evo was things. never heard from again <laughs> exactly pro whovo <laughs> That was happening in a very slow week for news, as it turns out, <laughs> in the reality of 2001. But luckily, there's plenty of questions for the here and now. Like, why are the two lovely presenters of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review not together? Why is Tom in his bedroom slacking off? And why is Matthew in Triple Jump's studio? <laughs> also, who is the champ? The question to these <laughs> answers... That's how I said it. Will be answered only here and now. Smackdown <laughs> review. You're listening to the tones of Matthew with a clip-on mic in the Triple Jump Studio, trespassing, and Tom Campbell in brackets in his bedroom. Tom, how the hell are you, uh, mate? As you, as you can tell, I'm great. Perfect timing. As you can tell, I'm great. Um, so. If you are watching on the Patreon, thank you very much for watching on the Patreon with us. Um, it is wonderful to have you there. The reason that uh, we are back on Zoom, uh, don't worry, it's not another lockdown. This is a, a temporary measure. Um, Matthew is in the triple jump studio because the two other studios uh, that we booked, the, the main one and the backup one, were both busy on this particular morning for us to record. So God bless Triple Jump for letting, for giving Matthew Squatter's rights uh, to sit in the Triple Jump studio for a little bit. Uh, please be kind to Dick Mychenko. Now they'll know in a bit. <laughs> they'll know in a bit. Um, go, bloody hell. I love, I actually, I really like their studio, their setup. It looks like a lovely warm living room. You've got a nice quilt behind you. Uh, I love it. What I need to really set the scene is Ed the Duck. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be brilliant! Um, so that's why you're there. Um, I am back in my spare room in the isolation station uh, because um, you know we talked about f football and pro evolution. I got two lines on my shirt um, as uh, I got diagnosed with COVID earlier this week. So, yeah, we 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 did fine for two years. Um, and lo and behold, uh, as just as COVID's no longer becoming trendy, that's when I decide to to catch it. And do you know what? It's just a, it's a pain in the ass, mate. <laughs> oh wait, I'm, I'm checking the Twitter now. It says, "Oh wow, now Tom's got uh, Twitter." Uh, Twitter. COVID. Tom's now got Twitter. Wow, Matthew, well done. Yeah, which one of us is poorly? <laughs> Tom's got COVID now, years after it's cool. What, did Sonic get it? <laughs> oh, don't laugh. Don't cough laugh every time. It's going to be a long, painful episode of SmackDown. 
that's funny. <laughs> Tom died how he lived. Take the piss out of wrestling. Did, did, did Sonic get it? Well, Tom, oh. sincerely though, I'm sorry you've got oh. it. It's, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's fashionable or cool. It's just one of these things. And obviously you and everybody else here have called the Holic and Trouble Jump and maintain the highest of hygiene to make sure we don't get it. But even sticking to those things, uh, this can only do so much. So I hope, obviously, you know, you're part of Brave Face and you love to work. So you're probably looking at job. You're probably looking at the A to Z in the back. Uh, the newspapers just see there's anything you can do. I've <laughs> given 110% to Cutaholic and BBC Radio Newcastle. And uh, well, I can't go anywhere at the moment. I mean, it's um, um, basically trapped in trapped in the apartment. And God bless Alex as well, who um, I got diagnosed with it um, earlier in the week. So Alex had like I think she had one day in this week, and then she had two. She had two books days off where she had plans, and she's just been stuck in with my miserable poorly asked but yeah stuck with me but also not stuck with me because i'm doing that thing where i'm trying to keep my distance you know i'm i'm consigned to the spare room like i've like i've come in late from a night out or i've mm. done something wrong i feel like i feel like we've had a, it's weird it feels like we've had an argument but we haven't because i'm in the spare room all the time um you make it sound like a stealth game it does feel like Tom needs a sandwich from the fridge. It's okay. It's just a cat. Oh, but we just yeah. The Pablo's our go-between, but yeah. So we've we've we kept distance as much as we can, and and Alex, you know, all touch wood, time recordings been testing negative. So uh, my my mission is to stay away. I think they should study Alex for for medical science. <laughs> Somehow in, in the isolation station, she's avoided getting it so far, despite the fact that I am quite literally riddled with this. God, you got such a way with words, Tom. So. <laughs> I feel, I feel there's people who've had it much worse. Like uh, there's there's people who who have really like, and and I don't feel I don't know. We'll, like we'll laugh. We'll yeah, exactly. Oh Christ, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I laugh and I smile. I don't feel great. Uh, like full disclosure. Like you know, if there, if if there was maybe an option to have a nice little sleep in a bit, I'll probably take that a little sleep. But I miss speaking to my friend Matthew, and I want to find out about his trip to Germany very very badly. So I'd like to talk to you about how Germany was. And oh, Germany stuff. was uh, fantastic, magnifique. That's how the Germans say it's it. French. It was, <laughs> you know, same thing. <laughs> Wunderbar. There we go. <laughs> Germany, magnifique. <laughs> they know all the languages. Just don't like them. So <laughs> it says a lot about the COVID differences. Where I was able to go to Germany in a plane, come back, hang out with foreigners and then come back on a different plane. And I've tested negative because they're so strict on their COVID procedures where, this is so weird to English people, you can't go into a restaurant or a cafe without proof of vaccination or wearing a mask. Now, like, no, 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 we're, 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 not, we're not like messing around here, guys. Uh, and that might, that might uh, a plane, a train or a bus, you better wear a mask. So... Whereas here, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Don't yeah, worry it's, it's, it, you know what? It just, it feels like, well, it just feels like everything's back to normal. And, and, because it, it, right. it, 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 it is. That's what they're selling it. 
yeah like normality yeah. Resi- was restored and it's just like great now everyone's back to normal i've now caught it <laughs> great that normal don't worry tom don't don't, don't beat yourself about it even though i know you are because it's such a hard work in the oh I'm, oh oh uh, the covid guilt is strong so strong like uh, you know alex bless her as i say had plans and she stuck at home like me floating around and uh and i know that that we had like we've got so much stuff on uh, this week has been such a busy week for cultaholic behind the scenes and in front of it and i had big so much to do and so much to contribute and all of a sudden it's just like you know it's having your arm tied behind your back and and the covid guilt is strong despite the fact that everybody's gone don't worry about it it's fine uh, I'm not, no, I will work as much as I can until um, until I can't no more. But here we are. It's it's what yeah. it is. It's what it is. This is this doesn't feel like work. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> but yeah, Germany, magnifique. <laughs> what was the best match of twenty four karat? Oh, uh, Abe versus uh, Hugo Irie. Irie. Oh, wrong. Irie is a. I think he's a freelancer. But he does work. Uh, strong hard team in Japan. Been over to uh, VXV a whole bunch of times. I love him. He looks like a jacked up Jay Hunter from OSW. There's no reason to like him. Abe, I didn't know anything about. Brian wrestles for small promotions. I think he's a DDT guy. I've already forgotten where he wrestles, but I was like, ah, whatever. They smashed each other daft. It was one of the matches that helped from the fact that you have to wear a mask to go inside the arena. So it's like, Let's go someone. Bam, 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 bam. It was very subdued reaction wise, obviously, because had to be. But then Abe and Yuri are like, all right, cool. <laughs> ah! And you just, <laughs> you know, everyone be quiet. So, well, that's really easy. And you're like, smash. I was like, oh, this absolutely pounded one another. <laughs> and when I'd be like, like turning away, going, oh, that was horrible. Oh, that was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Oh, doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The wrestling was almost secondary. The experience of traveling, the experience of seeing people I haven't seen in years, and just getting together and doing all those things they used to do. Everything's changed there in Germany with the restrictions. The hotel changed their name and rebranded. They were like, ah, oh, I'm only booking this two weeks in advance. I know, like, no, no, please come. come, come. <laughs> give me discounts. Please come. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> please, um, people. Yeah, and then sparkling water at every opportunity. Was at the top. I'm home. Yes. <laughs> really enjoyed it. God, the Germans are good crack, no matter what part of Germany they're from. All of the people as well. There's a fellow guy from um, from Poland who traveled and he was a bit late. So he's driven for eight hours to get here. And I went, how's things in Poland? He looked at me and goes, what do you think? Oh, God. I was like, huh. Right. very glad to have the wrestling as a happy distraction for a weekend yes yes i'm all like make each other warm and there were new people as well who's like hi i'm on a discord with some lads who you talk to and stuff like that can we be part of this i was like yeah come on come on like a giant hive mind now we're having a good time in wrestling and saying what a good thing it is that we can all be separated apart the region the borders the nationalities and all come together the beautiful art of wrestling and what's lovely is it feels like to me kind of the 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 matthew greg coronavirus story arc is concluded because like i remember the 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 key moment because we all have those sort of where were you what was happening type moments when the world shut down it was just after you got back from germany for dub x right exactly tom 
So to me, to see you go in a dub X dub again is kind of like that's how the story arc should end. <laughs> yeah, until I open the store and it's like, oh, it's a package from someone. Do 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 do. No, my food. And then Jumanji washes up on the beach. It's a new board game. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, the dice rolled themselves. How fun is that? You've all got COVID. Go back five steps. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we're here anyway. to go back to the past, but a different past, not not a, not a COVID past, um, uh, a 2001 Space Odyssey past. So yeah. Matthew Gregg is going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown, but I will give you a little rundown of what's happening in the wrestling world this particular week. Um, what I tend to normally do is I will, I will look for stories uh, that are in the run-up to the the broadcast date of SmackDown. Mm. Uh, I've, I've changed that a little bit because what we're going to talk about today, there's really, there's two stories to talk about in the wrestling news today. Two stories. Um, the first one being Vince McMahon on Bob Costas. Oh, is that this week? It was the day before SmackDown aired. Vince oh McMahon. my God. Vince McMahon was on Bob Costas. Uh, having a lovely chat with him. So um, the whole interview is about half an hour long. It's a a beefy old chat with Bob. Uh, The Pro Wrestling Torch summarized it quite nicely. The interview included Vince McMahon's go-to strategy of blaming the media, whilst Costas came off as precious, pretentious, and patronizing. It wasn't a good segment for either of them, although McMahon looked worse. He played the elitist card, which is part true, part fantasy. McMahon, in his world, is feared by most people he interacts with. People don't interrupt people whom they fear. In fact, I bet most of the people who have interrupted McMahon have done so during heated antagonistic discussions. Otherwise, McMahon made it clear interruptions are not acceptable when dealing with him at the workplace. McMahon, though, was first to interrupt Costas on multiple occasions, but got incredibly angry whenever Costas would start to cut him off. Um, McMahon also came across as being a strange, almost scary individual. His attempts... His attempts to physically intimidate Bob Costas yeah. were entirely inappropriate, leaning forward, raising his voice, pointing his finger, and suggestively telling him how much he likes to fight were all embarrassing moments for Vince McMahon. This interview, like, it's funny that we talk about this now where it was um, just over a week, about a week ago, a week ago, where we had Vince McMahon's interview with Pat McAfee. And yeah. this couldn't be like this is this is completely the other end of the spectrum of of the Pat McAfee interview, isn't it? The, you, you've got you got Vincent Pat at one end, a brighter end for Vincent Matt at least, and then you got Vincent Matt and Bob Costas, which on many occasions Vince wanted to turn into a fight. <laughs> I didn't realise it was during the No Way Out WrestleMania period mm-hmm. because the subject of him going on this isn't just hey, I doing Vince. It's also the utter decline of the XFL. And I think some of the WF business as well. But I mean, I'm get those two things. That's why I thought it was much later on in the year. Well, well, because, th- oh, what a miserable time for wrestling, eh, Vince? WrestleMania is in a few weeks' time. But what you've got to bear in mind is hindsight is 2020. And I hear exactly what you're saying, sir. And you are, you know, to quote Brian May, you'd be forgiven if you think you're in a later period of 2001. Um, but it's. Basically, at this point, we don't know that WrestleMania 17 is going to be the, the biggest wrestling banger of all time. We don't really... We've got an idea because of, like, ticket sales that it's going to 
do well, but we don't know it's going to become this iconic wrestling pay-per-view that will live on for 20, 30 plus years in the future. And so, I mean, that's why it's weird when we sort of romanticize this time period. Like even last week, we talked about it in The Observer where Meltzer went, chances are WrestleMania is going to be shit this year. And that was last week Meltzer was saying that. And also, you are absolutely right that this interview did come about around the decline of the XFL. And a lot of the conversation was focused on the decline of the XFL. But what you also must remember is the decline of the XFL occurred a week after the launch of the XFL, in which the ratings yeah. just tumbled like like it was it, it looked like the the scariest roller coaster you ever did see it looked like oblivion at alton towers the uh the the ratings for for the xfl so the the the, the downfall began immediately so every and, and because vince mcmahon was so full of bluster when he was launching the XFL. Where's my football? NFL is shit. I'm fucking brilliant. This is going to be ace. So when it fell on its ass, <laughs> Is that Vincent Manor's Rick Mail? <laughs> Eddie! <laughs> you listen to me, Bob Costas. My name <laughs> is Richard Richard. <laughs> and I fought in Falklands. <laughs> Where were you in the fall? <laughs> Lost my leg. No, there it is. I found it. Um, <laughs> you listen to me, Bob Costas. This is my birthday. <laughs> oh. Um, so, so like Vince full of bluster, and everybody like the like people like Bob Costas are rubbing their hands, going, "Oh." We're gonna we're gonna wind this man up, and so that's so the interview happens at the hottest time, you know, as we look back on it in hindsight, the hottest time in wrestling, and Vince McMahon is 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 as mental as he ever was, as mental as he ever was, uh, as well as XFL. In this interview, uh, there was a lot of conversations about wrestling business and about the changing shape of the business and how, you know, numbers were down and stuff like that. And Vincent Mann just puts it down to attitudes and audiences changing, but stuff that uh, wrestling will always come back. Wrestling will always be there. Um, he talks about um, he's brought the, the, the female representation is brought up, yeah. which is something that we have uh, discussed quite a bit over the past two years, you and I, sir. You know, uh, the, the, the the female wrestling Richie. ethos of bitch. <laughs> Hippity hoppity, women and property. Trousers off, girls. It's the Hammersmith hard men. Um, it's, it's, um, it's brought up quite extensively. And uh, Vincent Mann says... Like they all go, they all they, they talked about certain angles, you know, and what like Vince going into an interview to talk about gender representation a week after him making Trish Stratus walk around the ring in her pants barking like a dog. Uh, the, the timing is 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 succulent. Um, yeah, it was a bad woof woof mood mood. <laughs> By the way, while Tom recovers and cops a bit, I cannot recommend you go on YouTube and find the Vincent Man Bob Costas. Oh, please thing. do! It's amazing. Please, uh, please uh, do. You, you, you let. Uh, well, somebody wrote to me. I'll answer that question. Oh, it's just as you said, bluster. Bob Costas is as that. You know, what's the word? Not that's like arrogance, smugness about him. 
but he's also right about a lot of things he's saying. And hey, how about those XFL ratings? Hey. And Vince is just kicking off at him and getting very aggressive with him. And Bob Costas yeah. knows, knows he hasn't got to do anything. In Vince's world, like, I'll fight you. And he expects people to either back down or go, all right, let's fight. Whereas Bob's just going, yeah. you look like a twat. I'm just going to let you look like a twat. And Vince you doesn't get it. papers out of his hands at one point. That's a different fails. interview. I think that's a different interview, isn't it? Oh, again, I, I would have loved to watch this. I, I didn't realize it was this week. Ah, oh, I feel bad now. I no, no, well, fun, that's all fun viewing for later. Fun viewing for, for next time we're together. Bit of homework you, for you. What's it, is that one quote as well? I keep using Twitter. You keep on using, uh, quoting them, but you use the, the fuck word. <laughs> it's honestly, seek it out. It's amazing. Um, there is um, there is another bit of news that we're going to talk about today. Just a tiny, tiny little, tiny little footnote in uh, in, in my notes here. Um, WCW is dead. WCW this week? is dead. Oh, oh God. Um, so so oh, no. ha- so this is when I said earlier about how like oh. normally I'll do like the the time in the run up to this event. What uh, what is occurring kind of happens. Well, the, the, the seeds are planted earlier in the week, but the official announcement isn't for a few days after SmackDown, but I believe it's pertinent to bring it up this week, uh, as it is this week that the new um, head of programming for Time Warner is installed, a young man by the name of Jamie Kellner. Ah. Uh, so now, as that is happening, the negotiations between... Um, Fusion Media, Eric Bischoff's company, and Turner to 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 buy WCW. Um, that's going back and forth. The money is a sticking point because it turns out WCW is a is a money pit, and more so a money pit than Fusion ever thought. But there is a general. There was a general hope going into this week that okay, there's a lot of money to be spent, but. You know what? We've got we've got a TV deal, and we've got representation, and we've got the the, the platform, so we can cut costs, streamline things, and bring it back. Uh, this week, Jamie Kellner, uh, in one of his first acts as the new head of programming, is to cancel all World Championship Wrestling programming effective March the twenty seventh, uh, saying that Nitro and Thunder no longer have a place on TBS and Turner Television. Uh, a quote from Turner spokesman. Jim Weiss, which was sent out to media outlets on Monday, the Monday following this, saying professional wrestling in its current form and its current style is not consistent with the higher end upscale brands we've created at TNT and TBS. These are huge, big time networks. It's not the old TBS anymore. So as it stands right now, the proposed sale to Eric Bischoff and Fusion Media Ventures has fallen completely through. They're, the plans for them to buy the company now completely at a standstill. However, this does open the door for somebody else who is very keen to purchase. You see, the WWF were looking to buy the the rights to WCW, but Viacom had said, well, it's a bit sticky because their shows are on a rival network to us, so we wouldn't feel comfortable with you buying WCW and promoting a rival channel. So the WWF stepped away. But now all of a sudden, you've got this professional wrestling IP that has an incredible amount of debt that they can't shift, that has still some wrestlers under contract and has no television deal, but an extensive library of professional wrestling that goes back to like the 70s or whatever. Um, so, That's a good point. How far back does that? Does it go back to... 
Well, it encom- well, encompasses quite a bit of the NWA, but not all of it. It's a weird. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit gooey uh, around sort of Clash of Champions. It's a bit gooey, yeah. uh, but it, but far enough back to anyway. to make it certainly worth a punt. Um, more on that next week. But uh, that is the end of WCW. Uh, ba- Brad Siegel woke up. <laughs> woke up and took a sh- took a shit on a statue the day after Thunder. Sorry, the day after SmackDown. Ironically. Um, uh, this comes. Uh, he sent a note to all the WCW employees on the 16th of March. Oh, 316. He says, um, nah, in nah, early. No, 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 no. Essentially. He says, in early January, we told you about an agreement that we had to sell WCW and its related assets. At that time, we said that we would apprise you of any changes to the way WCW operates. Effective Tuesday, March 27th, WCW programming will begin a period of hiatus. During the hiatus, WCW will review its new programming plans and determine the course of future WCW-branded entertainment events. On Wednesday, March 28th, please plan to attend an all-staff meeting at 10 a.m. at the power plant, in which we will share with you further information regarding WCW plans. In the meantime, I hope that you'll maintain the level of professionalism that distinguishes our organization, particularly as we prepare for the upcoming Panama City, Florida event spring breakout. Thank you. <laughs> so <clears throat> still a little bit, still, still not giving you the full story. You know, denial is not just a river in Egypt. Like it's very much alive and well in Brad Siegel's head. It's still, there's still that kind of tight, slight glimmer of hope that the company can be salvaged. Um, more on that next week. <laughs> Just nuts. Those moments where you can remember, like, everything about the situation, clear as crystal, that's one of those. Going, oh, boy, SmackDown on um, 9 a.m.? Oh, I can't what time was it broadcast on uh, the SmackDown AM edition. And whoosh, that's the WCW whoosh, as it was called affectionately by fans. What? And then, what is the fate? The fate of WCW. The fate is WCW. If you let me answer, Bob Costas, I'll tell you what the fate of WCW is. <laughs> Shut up and let me finish. Yeah. Uh, no, I believe I believe what happened was um, Nitro opened, and there's the whoosh, and there's Vince McMahon with the with the mesh right. behind him. And he turns so the... Said, the SmackDown showed the recap on from Raw, you see. So obviously, I couldn't see uh... Raw. So I didn't even know that happened until SmackDown aired, because then we got the PowerSum magazine, and it was like, Hi, ECW is dead, and WCW is also pretty much dead. There was like one one issue. Oh yeah, they're both dead. Jeez. I I. Um, Vince has bought it. I. A crazy, crazy period. What about you? Do you remember where? I, when, I I'll when never forget watching Monday Night Raw with the one that's coming up soon on that uh, fateful Friday night when it used to be on on New, on Sky Sports. And uh, and no 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 I tell a lie I watched Nitro on Bravo, on Bravo at that point. God yeah, that was like a uh, month. It was on Bravo. That's right. And there's Vince McMahon with the background behind him. He looks at the camera and he goes, "Hello, I, I can't see you all obviously, but I bet you've all got smashing blouses on." <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm the Duke of Kidderminster and extremely rich. That was and great. And man appeared on the other page and goes, come and get it! <laughs> the name of the contract does say rich! <laughs> no, what happened was, as Vince, as Vince was on his way Sarah to... Ferguson! Sarah Ferguson! Do you mind? I'm a respectable man! That what happened was, as, as Vince was about to go and buy 
WCW, Shane told him that there was a, there was a nudie photo underneath the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, he got and then Rodok goes in and goes, "Oh boy, let me go get my job uh, in WCW." Opens it off. Cripes, it's the MacMan. Uh, yes, hello. Hello, Mr. MacMan. Yes, I'm wondering if I could buy your company. <laughs> Mr. Who? MacMan! 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 Do you have someone who looks after you? <laughs> I need to buy your company. Left in high spirits to indulge in my hobby of bus surfing. <laughs> Oh, these are some wonderful references that I think a, a small minutiae of, of the, the, the listeners will get. So thank you for bearing yeah, right with us. Right after Bravo, a brand new episode. Oh, sorry. A rough, really old episode of Bottom. Or <laughs> reactor, actually. So, Any, anyway, um, just a few notes before we get into SmackDown 4 this week, because it has been a, a, a frantic week in the wrestling world. Uh, the, the, the big news didn't stop there. No, it did not, because on Sunday Night Heat, before SmackDown this week, Crash Holly won the light heavyweight championship. <laughs> wow. Beating Dean Malenko. Uh, Malenko kissed Molly Holly, uh, which led to Crash rolling him up for the win <laughs> after Molly came off the top and knocked him down. So that was good. So there we go. Also, they're teasing the breakup of Right to Censor on Sunday Night Heat as well. So Right to Censor may not be long for this world. They did nothing wrong. I might not be able for long of this world after all these uh, earthquakes to start off with. <laughs> what? Oh, I may not be long for this world. That's how it sounded in my head. <laughs> wow, forget it then. Shut up, you fucking ass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the joke. Because there's all these crazy things happening. Like, my God, Bob Costas, Vince McMahon. Ah, oh, WCW's dead. Crash Hollywood's right heavyweight. <laughs> My God, is the French say. Tom, with his autofocus ridden, fantastic spare bed setup. And Matthew, with the triple jump setup, with the light directly on top of him. So it looks like a badly drawn Willem Dafoe. Wow. (laughs) Are we ready for an episode of SmackDown today? Yeah, Uh, we're ready. The cold open, the only open we know, uh, starts off. Are you right, Tom? Yeah, it's fine. I'm just I'm fixing the the focus, the autofocus on my camera. Grand. There is a quick way that. to. I didn't there is a way to camera. do it. No, no, no. You're all good. You're all good. No worries. Uh, the Regal Regime starts off the dramatic video package by making The Rock versus Kurt Angle for the WF title on Raw. Kurt Angle tells Michael Cole that if Deborah gets in the way, he has no issues breaking her ankle. Austin tells Angle that he better bloody well not, you little mucker. Austin tells Rock he better watch out for his wife's safety. So during the main event, the Rock lands the people's elbow, the ref's down, so Kurt Angle kicks out of it. I've actually written down there, mind God, because can you get ready for my Jeremy's trip two weeks ago when I wrote this? Which allows Kurt Angle to lock in the ankle lock on the Rock, but refuses to release during the rope break, so it gets properly DQ'd. Debs goes to assist, but Kurt Angle gets the ankle lock locked in on poor Debs. Bring out Steve Austin to stomp a bald hole into Angle. And then turn around and stunner the rock for not looking after his wifey. <gasps> Witty wee, witty woo. Smackdown continues. Tonight, it's Steve Austin getting his mitts on Kurt Angle, the ankle snapping knacker. 
in our main event. Also, Taz is commentating with Michael Cole again, making it look like a semi-regular thing. I like it. I like it a lot. I think that I think they're a good team. I think they they felt they felt better this week. I think so. They couldn't get much worse after last week. Uh, Test is defending his European title against Eddie Guerrero. A nice little setup for WrestleMania X7 there. And this is happening because early today, Willie told Eddie Guerrero he's better than Benoit. And he was the best European champion, not named Regal. So he should shut Test up. And he agrees, but tells Regal he needs to work on his accent, Holmes. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying, man. Uh, what about that appearance. shiner on Regal's eye? Shiner? No, she, she comes back for us being next seven. <laughs> yeah, still feeling the effects of uh, the Al Snow syndrome, where everyone gets worse the longer they hang around them. Uh, this is also the first appearance, Tom, of Regal's bloody office. It is! I bloody love Regal's bloody office. Do you know what's lovely is the fact that we're talking about Regal today, like this weekend in the year of our Lord 2021. And at this point in our timeline, Regal had suddenly taken centre stage on a main WWF storyline. And here we are, like 11, like, oh, hang on, 21 years later. And in AEW, we've just seen the same thing happen. Like I've as we, we record this the day after Dynamite, and William Regal uh, talks to the AEW crowd for the first time, and it is oh god, he's so good, he's so mm. good, and he, there's a little bit where he gets a little bit teary, and oh, it, it, it gets got me right there, got me right there. He and Regal do a little, doing a, getting a little bit emotional, chatting to Tony Schiavone. I'm just happy to see Regal back, dude. And Regal, I haven't had a chance to chat to you about this yet, mate, but Regal at Revolution. For me, that was the bloody highlight of the show. Like, Brian Danielson and John Moxley fighting like like two brothers. And then Regal, like your dad coming home from work after a shit day, just splitting them up and slapping the piss out of both. It's like, that's amazing. That's just so, what a wonderful use of William Regal. Long may this remain. Long may this remain. It was good because you were saying about how, oh, I've only got 10 or 15 more years before my wife's pushed me around to look out the sunny window with bullet toast stick up your mouth. And I went, ah, oh, like Linda. <laughs> so we can look forward to an angle where Regal stands up from his chair. Hey, wipe, wipes away the toast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I thoroughly agree with everything you just said, uh, Tom. He looked fantastic and sounded wonderful. And I wasn't even that excited. The idea of Moxie and Danielson teaming up until Regal cut that magnificent promo on Dynamite. Mm. I was like, oh, sounds amazing. Now, yeah, now I'm sold on it. Sold. Uh, what I am also sold on is Eddie versus Test. Eddie's using his own theme, Latino Heat, and accompanies, sorry, he's accompanied, I should say, by Saturn and Terry, who have nothing better to do. A very gropey Perry Saturn, lest we forget. Who just like... say, yes, Perry gives them a hug from behind to show they're best friends. <laughs> Sort of hug you give to a mate when you when you're staggering out of spoons at like eleven thirty. I love you, mate. Uh, Get on. I love you, Eddie. I love you, Eddie. Thanks for the push, mate. Yeah. Tess, on the other hand, is not in the hugging mood, so he turns his back on Eddie and gets immediately attacked, which he deserves. Crowd is split between cheering and booing because it's Eddie and Test. Perry attacks him on the outside, but then does a horrible job of attacking Test while in the ring. 
but the referee is pretty lax, allowing Jericho to show up to bounce Eddie's bogging off the ropes and run right into a test big boot. Uh, that was pretty much the match. A dry run for WrestleMania match that we would get would be a lot worse than this. Uh, William does get a lovely, oh, bloody hell no, face afterwards, <laughs> though. We cut to him as he sees that rapscallion Jericho interfering in his well-set-up matches on SmackDown. Can't be having that, can we? No, and I like I like this sets up two matches for WrestleMania. This this is kind of we, we, it pulls a double a double uh, this three minute match gives mm. us the impetus for for two WrestleMania matches. Exactly, a lot of stuff going on here. Mm. Backstage, Triple H hits Undertaker with a chair and chokes him with it, like in Tango and Cash, yeah. <laughs> and tells Undertaker he doesn't need him to make him famous. He already is. He's all macho and cool and the game, uh, until he sees Kane and acts like he shit himself. <laughs> because he mistakes. It's an easy mistake to make. Tom will be through this several times. He thinks it's cool, Kane. <laughs> he doesn't realize it's stupid, Kane. It's back to that yet. So If he'd, he seen, the, if he'd seen the stupid... Stephanie's <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Run, run, run. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Wipe, wipe, wipe. Like, such a fantastic reaction there. Resell Kane. If he'd seen that Kane was holding a baguette with a rubber duck inside, he would have calmed down. Oh, thank God, it's stupid, Kane. I was just having my dinner. <laughs> Big Show then comes along and ruins it by chokeslamming Kane through a table. Fat bastard. <laughs> I apologise, my poorly written notes. Uh, that was last week, or was it? No. That on no, no, that was all from last week's Raw, that was. Triple H That's going, hey, I'll make you famous and all that stuff. So, so it, then it, it on goes from Smackdown, there to this SmackDown. That's it. There we go. That's set up all along. Mm. Undertaker. Oh, here we go. I'll highlight this is... already. I know, right? You're already high for it. Undertaker is waiting on his bike. Kane asks him, what are you waiting for? Undertaker says, just waiting. I don't want to get my feet on these other trouble jump things, but just, wait a minute, I'll put my cup of coffee down. Uh, Matthew Greg is striking swagger. a lackadaisical just swagger. Just waiting. Wait, hang on. I've got props. Matthew is on the sofa trying to strike a lackadaisical Undertaker pose on his bike for this bit on SmackDown. Uh, hello, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Just waiting. Oh, it's Triple H, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. When did you become the voice of Reed? I'm not having a midlife crisis. You need my help. No, it's okay. I got this. <laughs> right, hey, can I I'll be off then. That's pretty much awesome. it. That's pretty much it. So I was waiting for two badasses, and they were like, okay, that's us, that's us. Yeah, the big big show on a badass corral. If That's you ever wanted awesome. to watch, if you ever wanted to watch two wrestlers reenact waiting for Godot, look at this scene on SmackDown. Ah, ah. 
<laughs> for, like, there was a, there was a, a, that recreation that reenaction was perfect with the exception there was one line that is that finished me off completely as i was watching it I mean, kate oh, comes over and he's like kate because kate's for me it's all the little thing it's the little bits there's like kate who's at the back of the the backstage area and he just shouts hey bro and under <laughs> I'm gonna take a psych off for fuck's sake. Hey, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? See Hannibal, I But then, but then, um, he says. So Undertaker says, uh, "Oh, I'm just. I'm, he says you're gonna you're gonna get Triple H, aren't you?" He says, uh, "I'm just waiting." And then Kane Kane crosses his arms and goes, "Well, I'll wait with you." And Taker goes, "No, this is just for me." All right, I'll go. And then I had to listen back to it. I had to listen back to it because as Kane's in the back, Kane's walking off in the distance, he just goes, make sure you give him one from me. (laughs) 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 And Undertaker, once Kane's out of shot, he's like, yeah, I'll give him one from you. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it for the troops. <laughs> I'll do it for the guy who sells me weed. On the I'll do it for Crime Inc. Oh, this was... Oh. I In their heads, they wanted yeah. this to be two hard blokes being hard. This is going to be so good. It was just so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'll wait with you. No. All right, bye. Nah. I'll be off then. <laughs> now, now turn around aimlessly. <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Lugs. <laughs> and it's straight into a lugs advert. I was like, lugs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I can't. <laughs> lugs endorse angle breaking ankles with a new swollen ankle shin splinter mega boot range. Lugs of the week, not for the week or the rickety. <laughs> it's just I go applying ankles. <laughs> It'll break your ankle, but not your wallet. <laughs> right? Why would you endorse me? That's bad for your feet. No, shoot, I'm, I'm, whatever. Ah, oh, new lug shin splints. Oh, goody. <laughs> Jr. speaks to Austin, the only man who's allowed to do this. Apparently, uh, Austin says he's back and can't wait to be in that stadium at WrestleMania. He's going to kick the rock's ass, and he hates Vince for messing with Deborah. It's just a very bland interview, actually. Yeah, it's quite straightforward. Um, he just it, there's a better there's a better sit down Austin interview coming up. This yeah, is more yes, just the one that uh, we all know and love. Yeah, yeah. So this is um, this is just Austin just going. Oh, I hate everybody, and you know I stunned the Rock because you know it was his fault. My wife got in the way. Got in. You know the Rock can't win. In, in in Austin's eyes, like if Deborah, like he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't been he hasn't asked for Deborah as a manager, but now he has to be overprotective of her. Otherwise, Austin just beats him up. Like rocks into a loser. I hate the Deborah thing. They need to kill this off, and they will do very quickly. I forgot Sorry, that it even yeah, survived another week. I didn't think it made it right. another week, but apparently it did. Yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you there, Tom. Backstage, Undertaker gets a pipe. <laughs> It's just, it's just, for a bit, it looks like, it looks like he's just bored. 
<laughs> and he's doing that thing where like like i've had it before where like i've been waiting to meet somebody and i'm just like just looking just looking around like oh this is it's quite it's quite good over there it's good you know just like he just looks like he's just looking at stuff like he's bored <laughs> That's it. He's just like nonchalantly, just like some chairs. It's a lot of chairs. Yeah. If he had a phone, he'd just be sat there on Wordle. <laughs> I think it's definitely the guy. If he hasn't got anything else and he's taking a dump, he'll read the the ingredients on the back oh, this... of the toilet door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, I'm having a shit. I'll have a shit with you, man. <laughs> Well, I'll have a shit too then. Come on, let's go bowling. <laughs> let's go bowling. Oh, uh... <laughs> did Kane just go? Oh, where? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Oh, where? Let's go bowling. <laughs> oh, uh, go bit jogging. Oh, where, uh, bro? Let's go bowling. This would be a dilemma. <laughs> Give me a fucking doilem on a dick and let's go bowling. Oh, biker, biker, kid. Let's go down fucking, fucking the arcade. Let's go fucking Cleveland Center. I hear there's a time crisis too. <laughs> what more could now they do? Now time. <laughs> now it's more crisis. That was a better line. I just said that. <laughs> I prefer now with more time. Like Time Crisis 2 is exactly the same as Time Crisis 1, but instead of 60 seconds per credit, you get like half an hour. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tom Crisis. Oh, Tom, Tom Crum. Can Tom laugh? I'm staying for 20 seconds, I'm dying. I've made some fan fantastic noises in this podcast so far. Like, some proper rattling laughter. Oh, bless you, it's, all, it's all staying in. Yeah, please. It's all, it's all staying in. It's all staying in. I've got COVID. You can't catch it through podcasts. It's fine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Backstage in the uh, fortress of bloodytude, Regal tells Kelly that he's bloody sick of Jericho interfering. So you know what? Tonight, you can have a bloody handicap match against the bloody Dudleys in a bloody table match. <laughs> he goes, but wait, who's your team up with? And Regal says, nobody. Oh, no one. <laughs> oh, no one. <laughs> well, and then, the Hardys are here. Oh, go on. Doesn't Kevin Kelly then ask him about The Undertaker? Because like, he's like, oh, well, yes, there's been a lot going on here tonight, so therefore Jericho will face the Dudleys. And Kelly goes, well, what about The Undertaker in the parking lot? Just... just Dicking about and then a brilliant 01 Regal going, he seems like a very reasonable man. I'll, I'll take him out a cup of tea and we'll sort it out in a minute. I was like, oh, please give me a Regal Undertaker segment in the parking lot, please. And they do, they come true, they come yeah, true they on do. their promise. Yeah, yeah, Regal shows up with some crumpets on a penny farthing. <laughs> ring, ring, oh, hello. <laughs> Did you, oh, hear the, did you hear the Jeremy Vine from Radio 2 fell off his petty farthing recently? <laughs> That's 100% true. This isn't, this isn't a bit. Jeremy uh-huh. Vine from Radio 2 apparently has a, just a penny farthing just for fun. And he, he fell off it and nearly broke his head. I don't know where I'm going with it. It's just a funny fethi, f- petty farthing story. A funny penny. Well, there's not many of them. Funny petty farthing story. <laughs> Wonder who got the penny farthing. Oh, I imagine you, bloody Undertaker, you'll call this the uh, the dollar cent. (laughs) 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 That's my that's my that's my dog and bone. Hello. Carmella's marrying whom? Oh, anyway. anyway, the Hardys are here, and so is the oneness Billy Gunness. He's clearly lost us. Because uh, apparently, X-Pac beat Billy Gunn after Justin Incredible interfered on Sunday Night Heat. Wow. Uh, who, who says that Sunday Night Heat is not the third brand that's not been uh, overlooked? <laughs> and we get the really generic first theme of Pac, Albert, and just incredible. No name yet, but there's oh, a lot of crackers. Oh, oh. I got I got worried because oh, I, I heard this very generic theme and I was like, they haven't dubbed over what you're looking at, have they? On the network. But I don't think we've got that theme yet. No, they haven't got a tag team name yet. Right. They're just, just these three lads. We three kings. <laughs> So on Raw, as you're more to this, Albert attacked the Hardys to help Just Incredible X-Pac win, as apparently they're just shitting victories right now. <laughs> that was what Taz said. Yeah, yeah no doubt, they're <laughs> shitting victories right now, Cole. They can't move for all the victories they <laughs> Cole, like, for Christ's sake, you stop saying that. If, you, if you're not a Patreon right now, you should become one. If you have the money and the time and the inclination, honestly, we'd be very much welcome because you get not only the audio version of Straight to Hell, 
like the one Ross did with DDP the other day. Uh, not only do you get video versions of Desert Island Graps, but you get video versions of the classic SmackDown review. And what this week you'll appreciate especially is that whenever Matthew has done a K voice or a Taz voice, there is a stuffed bear next to him on the on the sofa that he's moving his head up and down to denote that they're speaking. <laughs> That's right, I am. <laughs> and it's just the And thing. now you've described it so beautifully. People who are listening to this as they're on the run or to the gym or whatever. Well now picture this this bear. <laughs> the image cannot be unseen. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. And amazing. somebody will be tweeting underneath saying it's not the first time Matthew's been playing around with a big hairy bloke. <laughs> it's true, mate. It's like Christmas party we had. <laughs> So that's the last time I'll probably be allowed in the triple jump room as I go, how dare they touch uh, Fuzzy Winkles, whatever this guy's name is. Anyway, uh, this tag match is a back and forth affair until Jeff gets a hot tag and cleans this incredible's house. That's nice of him. That's very Billy, Gunn, <laughs> Billy Gunn helps Jeff do the poetry motion directly into an Albert powerbomb, which is about the level of quality we expect from Billy Gunn. Xbox gets a Bronco Buster to Taz's absolute delight. Yay. Leading crotch is just incredible across the ring post, which is one of his spots he do every single match. Now, if you're a big fan of JC, they always end up crotch for some reason. Uh, Billy Gum, the best pure athlete, drops x Park onto Albert and then whips him into the turnbuckle so he can take the... Uh, Justin Incredible could take the HBK cell. I know one of his two spots he would do every match. x Park lands a very crap-looking X-Factor, only to walk directly into a twist of fate, only for Albert to Baldo bomb Matt only to then take a whisper in the wind himself, only for then Albert to press slam out the ring, and to double DQ as referees have enough of this bloody affair for one night, uh, I guess because X-Factor can't be beaten, the Hardys and Billy Gunn, on all three shows in the week. I mean, whoa, calm down now. <laughs> but yeah, hell of a finishing sequence, which you expect from the Hardy boys at this point, and just a little, a little tiny wee push for the X-Factor lads. I just thought it was strange that we have the DQ finish because, like, I, I rewound this a couple of times. I couldn't see anything that was out of the realms of a normal clusterfuck tag match, like people run in and hit their finishers. Yeah, you know, everybody just was pressing, you know, R one and R one and triangle all over the place. Shout out to K twenty two, and. They didn't see they didn't see anything erroneous like that's happened in many tag matches before. Like I think I'm I'm not like I'm not I'm not precious or, or anal about rules. I'm not, but I don't mind. I would like a bit of consistency. Or if you're gonna do the whole oh we're gonna have a non-finish, do it in a way that is you know really denotes a non-finish. They all fight off into the distance or whatever, rather than it just be oh everyone's just coming in it in their finishes. So ding 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 ding. Yeah. It just seemed a bit weird to me. Yeah, I get why they, why they did it. Because it's like, oh, well, the Hardys can't lose every bloody week, but then X-Factor probably could not win. But at the same time, they're free to get, hey, hey, stop, stop, stop. <clears throat> All right, I'm warning you. Right, I've had enough. Jim Ross will love this finish. Oh, he would, wouldn't he? He would be very excited. He, he would, he'd show a bit of passion when talking about it. Yeah. Uh, backstage, William Regal offers to solve Undertaker's problems with some tea. And... Uh, Triple H, which amuses Americans still to this day, because Americans call it H, like A T C H, I guess H, but we go Triple H. We pronounce the H. How dare we pronounce the H in the letter H? Right. Undertaker is like, don't pronounce the H, and then Regal walks off. 
I remember oh. that T-shirt from the people that brought you. Get the f out! <laughs> don't pronounce the H. Well, they would just say don't pronounce the, and that was it. They wouldn't be able to say that. <laughs> don't pronounce the. <laughs> yeah. So the the dollar, the dollar penny, what do they call it? The dollar dime. I think that's how it works. <laughs> the and dollar dime. Did not work. So maybe Regal has another plan later on. I'm sad, I'm, I'm sad that I like Regal and Taker. I wanted Regal and Taker to do more here. I wanted I wanted Regal to come out pushing a little tea trolley <laughs> with cakes on. And Undertaker and I wanted Undertaker to to contemplate the idea of going, well, I, maybe I'll just have one of these cakes. Yeah. Like, and Mrs. Doyle has gone through. He has. Would you Go like on. a spot of tea? Nah. Would you like a tunnocks? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Shortbread? cream? <laughs> nah. Would you like some uh, cookies? Well, the secret green is cocaine. <laughs> nah. It's got cocaine in it! What? Not not cocaine, sorry. What am I thinking of? Ah, raisins. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you like some toast? I hear there's... Uh, there's, uh, mm, there's crime in it. <laughs> well, now you say there's crime in toast, then yeah, I'll I'll have some I'll have some toast. That'd be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm forcing you. My brain shut off because I almost didn't get that out because my brain was saying, "No, Matthew, you're not grabbing the bear." It's like, no, no. <laughs> I think I have to talk like this, and the words come out better. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, proper video now, please. Uh, Vince talking about Trish getting degraded. Ah, perfect timing for this, which I thought we would never bring up again, but I guess Bob Costas can suck it. <laughs> but because she did what he told her to do, she's back in Vince's good books. And she tells Vince she would do anything for Vince. Oh, by the way, let's not forget, Linda's dead. <laughs> this brings out Shane O'Mac, who is not a happy chappy. He declines a hug from his dad and lays him and Regal out. Here comes the Sonny! <laughs> Here comes the Sonny! <laughs> yeah, Shinomak is back and he's not impressed. He doesn't have Here Comes the Money yet, though. He doesn't. It's just Vince's theme, but... Mm. I can't remember when he got the... the... Oh, we'll find out soon, I guess. Meanwhile, a limousine appears and notices Undertake... Sorry, Triple H's little bike. And goes to push it over. But Undertaker appears and tries to grab Triple H out of the thing. But Undertaker smashes the window and Triple H decides to run like hell. It's very amusing because we just hear Triple H in the limo in bits that were clearly not overdubbed later on because you can hear Triple H doing all this really obvious dialogue like, no, no, stop, we're in the limo, don't do it. Oh no, this is going to hurt. Now we're sat in the limo. Ah, uh, oh no, the limo! Like, it's just, it's, it's very well done, but very cheesy at the same time. However, as Undertaker goes to chase Triple H out of this smashed up limo, the, the fuzz arrive to arrest Undertaker, and, and Triple H laughs at being set up by the smartest man in the world! <laughs> gets a cheap shot as the pigs shove him into a panda car. Stephanie turns to Trips as Undertaker's taken away. Triple H's like, yeah, we got him. And Steph goes, what are we going to do when he gets out of prison? And Triple H just has that look on his face like, 
Oh, I never thought of that. Which is weird when he's the cerebral assassin and he thinks like three million steps in front of everybody else. <laughs> oh, oh uh... <laughs> doesn't he also as 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 doesn't think it's being driven away? Triple H shouts, "See you in the can, dead man!" Like, isn't the can the toilet? And if so, why is Triple H saying, "I will see you in the toilet"? <laughs> See you on the shitter. Under <laughs> Gritter. <laughs> Come back, I'll do another one. That was bad. Police. See you on the loo, poo-poo. <laughs> See you ah. on the Kermit, you hermit. <laughs> In a while, crocodile. Yeah, got him. <laughs> the game. <laughs> why did nobody ever when they feuded with uh with the alligator man skinner where they beat him just shout in a while crocodile or see you later alligator money on the money on the table tom money on, money on the table. right there money on the table alligator man <laughs> anyway on xfl some names that i'm not gonna repeat because who cares also the guy who had he hate me on the back of his jersey the bolts and the outlaws do stuff this Saturday. And by stuff, I mean put their CV on total jobs. <laughs> anyway, William Regal shows up. He goes, that's not bloody football. And explains how he rang the police. Oh, so much for clever bastard Triple H, yeah? Triple H is like, wow, Regal is a good guy, isn't he? Wow, what a great commissioner. I hope they buy him some jammy dodgers to show their appreciation. <laughs> I wish he'd said that. <laughs> oh, I wish he'd buy it... some jammy Dodgers. <laughs> do, do Americans know what jammy Dodgers are? No. So I think they're a American person. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody <laughs> is very lucky. <laughs> oh, as if one sit-down interview wasn't enough on one show, here's Coachman talking to Shane McMahon. He asks him where he's been. He says, recording my two-second cameo and rollerball, of course, he didn't say. <laughs> Instead, it's recapping of Vince's shagging with Shane very close to tears and not being there to help his comatose dead mum out. But his relationship with his dad is now over. Da you're damn right I'm over. It's a very traumatic, soft-spoken, tear-jerking affair. Immediately followed by a talking greyhound for the woof woof move of the week. <laughs> It's the Dudleys laying out Christian with a 3D to help Devon win on Raw. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talking animals. <laughs> I love this show so much. Me and my dad never be the same. And I'm going to have to hurt him. WrestleMania. We can save you money. It's the big bears. Big Day Shoe Emporium. <laughs> Probably sponsoring SmackDown or something. Probably sponsoring this. There's been a violence from last week. It's Crying Shane. <laughs> That's <laughs> all from the <laughs> Big Day <laughs> Bear, Big Day Emporium. Shoe, shoe, piss off. Such a great show. Shoe, shoe, piss off. <laughs> Jericho gets dismantled oh. in this upcoming match now on the handicap table match. Very fair from Regal here. Jergo gets torn apart like cheap toilet paper, as you'd expect, but the crowd is so into the Dudleys, it's unreal. You'd think there'd be some booze here, 
But good God Almighty, are they so over. Mm. Even the Wazub headbutt. Clearly benefiting there from the stupid cane rub uh, last week. <laughs> Jericho counters a power bomb off the top rope to a Frankensteiner. But Devon moves the table out the way because he's very smart. Maximus continue. Bubba moves the table out the way on a Jericho suplex. Not as quick, though, so Devon still gets hit because Bubba's fat. And then Jericho runs into a 3D through a table to end it as good as it could have been. But just had to point out, again, how over the, the Dudleys were here. Oh, really? Like they are one of the hottest acts in the WWF right now. Everywhere they go, there's big reactions for them. And I, and I was like, you, I thought we'd see some booze, and I thought we'd see some reluctance from the Dudleys. But nah, they are very much like Steve Austin style. Like, oh, just that's you're you're the opponent. We're just going to come for you. We're just going to come batter you, and then off to the races we go. Um, but I, yeah, again, we continue to set up a little thing between Jericho and Regal for WrestleMania, which is quite nice. We certainly do because. Regal is shown watching this and going, oh, marvellous, splendid. <laughs> and then who I'll have some in? jabby dodges later. <laughs> oh, I hope they bought me some. But then... Do you think, Americans think, think Americans think that jammy dodges are, are a baseball team covered in preserve? <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Please let us know if you know what a Jeremy Dodger is, you filthy Americans. <laughs> As Regal is showing this, going, ah, oh, marvellous, marvellous. I'm going to have one of those Pink Panther wafers from Morrison's after this. <laughs> Pink Panther wafer! Kane <laughs> comes in. I want a Jeremy Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Regal goes, oh, hello, Kane. How are you? <laughs> Hello, hello, and hello, hello. What's his name? Hello, hello, Mister Skullcrusher Henderson. <laughs> and that's hello, Dave I... Hedgehog. <laughs> Regal, sorry, K wants a match with Triple H tonight, and he dangles his hair over Regal's face like venom. <laughs> Until Willie agrees to the match. Kane's voice keeps changing, by the way. And no, I don't mean our crap impressions of him. I mean, every week he sounds more and more normal. <laughs> you know, when we first started this, it was like, I barely talk. X-Pac, I love you. And then it went to like, well, Kane is going to do some things and ah, the darkness. And I'll say, give me a match. <laughs> He's... Hello. <laughs> he's fast becoming our version of Kane. Yeah, he's like, hello, hello, Regal. I'd like a match, please. I wonder what he's been doing since being told to shoo off from his brother. What's he been doing? Just like just wandering around the arena. Elocution lessons, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, and I've uh, what have I written here? Oh, right, right. Uh, we get an XFL package. Jeff Brom. Using Ezekiel Jackson's, ah, oh Christ, Ezekiel Jackson's, there we go, song from years later. So I didn't realize that I did redo some wasn't, of these themes, but ways later. Wasn't Ezekiel Jackson's theme uh, the Brawl for All uh, theme? Oh, maybe. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. This is what you call domination. I thought they were different, but they're very similar sounding. No, they, the, Big Zeke's had lyrics, obviously. Yeah, this is what big, you call domination. It's combination a combination of skill and concentration. Addition, yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran albums. Yeah. Um, 
It's uh, no, no. It was his his theme music. Big Ezekiel Jackson's theme music was the Brawl for All theme with oh. lyrics. So they use okay, the Brawl Jeff for Trump All gets theme. Brawl for All. Okay, fair that makes more sense, doesn't it? So I'm, I was happy to see them using the the music of a of a failed WWF experiment here. Oh, leave, seemed... leave Ezekiel Jackson alone. <laughs> I liked Ezekiel Jackson, yeah. former Intercontinental Champion, the last yes. ever ECW Champion. That's right, forget. he killed all the companies. Speaking <laughs> of dead companies, yes, your wonderful line there. Using one theme music from a failed direct experiment for the XFL. <laughs> well done, Tom. Very good line. Uh, Jeff Brom takes a beating and scores a few birdies, or whatever this dull sport is supposed to be about. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. again, many, many highlights of this episode, but this might be the most highlighty of the highlight. They cut to the commentators, Tass and Cole. Cole then hilariously complains that the local media isn't covering the XFL. Tass says, hey, take matters in your own hands and cover it yourself. <laughs> Cole says nothing but disrespect for the company, the players. By the, the media ignoring the XFL. Well, why should the media not be like all the other people in America right now? <laughs> Amazing segment. I, I, I don't know what their problem is. Everyone's talking about the XFL. They're all talking about how shit it is. <laughs> well, what the would you want? Uh, what's the XFL? What's the XFL? I can't believe that the media isn't covering the XFL, says Michael Cole via, via Vince McMahon, the day after Vince McMahon was on Bob Costas talking about the XFL. <laughs> I am being silenced. <laughs> like Norman's classic line. Uh, reviewers are calling get everything from shit to fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmaster Sexy is backstage with a giant music system and he's playing that bloody pie song again uh, before switching off and putting on two cool steam thank you Sexy I always liked you he's aiming to press someone off camera about what a great team it is and he says hey me and you should team up not only am I great you're great we've got this great theme you're the humblest, most jumbus dude I know. And the camera pans, and the money's trying to impress. It's Steve Blackman! Yay! Blackman's got a thing. Yay! Blackman agrees to team up with Sexay as long as Sexay keeps his mouth shut. Yay! It's Aww. literally head cheese again, but with <laughs> someone who isn't rubbish. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, so backstage. How about we just do head cheese again, but not Al Snow? Oh, oh you're a genius. I, 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 I'm going to argue that I preferred head cheese with Al Snow rather than head cheese with Grandmaster Sexay, but each to their own. Yeah, each well, to their own. The people uh, booking the company would strongly disagree with you. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Kelly asked Kurt Angle if he regrets his promo about breaking Deborah's ankle. And he's like, nah. I'm so confident tonight against my match of Steve Austin. It's now no DQ. Wow. Serious Angle <sighs> is serious. Love Serious Angle. He's so good. He is so, so good. Sorry, my headphones didn't fall off, but I scratched my ear. Forgetting, of course, that ears are connected to the headphones. <laughs> head Cheddar. Head to the ring. Take on Right to Censor. 
as Michael Cole hypes up Kai and Ty's guest hosting on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> How dare you say it's a T-show? How dare you, MTV? <laughs> Bob Buchanan gets his cool clothesline off the ropes while the crowd chants for the hose. <laughs> Steven tries to assist with a chair, but commentating Taz chokes out Stephen Richards, ah, Richards to a big-ass pop because all commentators must feud with these extremists. <laughs> Post-match, Sexay puts the glasses on Blackman, who then immediately dances after resisting, so I'm assuming these are sissy hypno glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to type that out, but there it is. I feel like they could have held off on Blackman dancing a couple of right. weeks. There was they've, no they've need to do it straight away. Yeah, they've done it already. The build should have been in Blackman eventually. Like, it's it's not art. Wrestling's not difficult. You have Blackman refuse to dance. They can ha they have a match, I believe, in the opening match of WrestleMania. I believe it's them versus X-Pac and Just Incredible, right? Yeah. On Heat before, Blackman refuses to dance. Blackman refuses to dance. Blackman refuses to dance. WrestleMania on Heat. Even if they lose, they can beat up X-Pac and Just Incredible at the end and send them packing. And then Blackman dances at WrestleMania. The pop would have been amazing. Three weeks. There you go. And you've given Blackman a little, a little pop at WrestleMania. Like, come on. It's not difficult. Not difficult. Wrestling's not difficult. Yeah. It annoys me. Wrestling's not difficult. Not difficult. It's not difficult. You know what is difficult? Getting the local media to cover the XFL. Uh -huh. So here's another advert. <laughs> Quickly followed by Triple H versus Kane, which is sponsored by Chef Boy RD. My mouth will be the same again. Fun checks. Uh, sign a check with the rock's face on it and get confused looks from the bank. <laughs> and also, the bouncer from Squaresoft, which is the second time Taz has had to uh, shill a Squaresoft product. Are you okay, Tom? You seem worried. No, sorry, I just had a little cough in my throat. That was all. I was just clearing oh, that. Sure. Same as always. That's all right. I said Chef by ID, and Tom didn't immediately light up. I didn't <laughs> Where's your pulse? Tom must be dead. He didn't pop at Chef Boy RD. Yeah. Speaking of things that are still alive, Motorhead is ringside. Yay! And doesn't Lemmy look healthy? No, no, he's never looked healthy. He looks he's got healthy. No moustache, and I hate it. The I lack hate of the, face, Lemmy. The lack of moustache threw me because I looked originally as it went past. I went, "Where's Lemmy?" And then when Triple H went up to the the long haired guy, long haired ten year old in the middle, I went, "Ah, that's Lemmy." <laughs> school kid Lemmy. School kid Lemmy. He grows a beard, and he's immediately old man Lemmy. Yeah. And Taz says, if I knew they were here, I'd have given them my autograph. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have baked a cake. <laughs> I'd have eaten it. <laughs> uh, Ken's pyro then scares the shite out of the front row. Motorhead. The way it should be. You get so used to Kane doing the pyro that you forget how loud and crazy it used to be. There's a perfect camera angle on the shot because I'm like, hey, it's Motorhead. Yeah, you did that rubbish song for the game. Great. Yeah. And then. Boom! And it shows the people. Go, good Christ! Oh, a little highlight of uh, back down here. Kane hates Triple H, so he pounds away on him and gets ready to slam him off the stage. He doesn't, but does get beat up by Triple H for ages while the crowd chants for slut. Currently signed to a developmental deal. Currently, they're still just easy. Big show with his old big nasty bastard shirt, which he may as well wear because they're not flogging anything else that he's wearing. Back to Kane. 
Triple H kicks out of the top row clothesline. That finished off Edge that one time, so we know he's main, he means business. Triple H gets chokeslammed, but Stephanie distracts the referee, so Big Fat Bastard can land the final cut on the outside and sends Kane in for the pedigree win. Kane's still angry, so show is required to deliver a showstopper to shut him up post-match. Good little effort here. Kane looking strong, even in defeat, and Big Show looking chubby. Looking to build to Big Show versus Kane at WrestleMania. Um, obviously, it'll be slightly different when we get there. They'll add a, a little accoutrement, which will make for a far more entertaining match, thankfully. Um, but this was fine. I think Triple H and Kane, like, <clears throat> when, they're, when they're in the zone, they actually have good chemistry together. You know? We've got one... Uh, SmackDown from last year, I believe, where it's Triple H defending the title against Kane and the, the crowd are like, Triple H is so good at this mm. point. Was that point. Yeah, yeah, last year. That they're like, no, wait, this could be it. Okay, Kane's winning the title. Mm. It's, like, and, oh, it's wonderful to see that innocence from fans going, yeah, it's happening. One, two, ah, oh, him kicking out, be like, ah. Oh. Because we covered that one. It was, the, it was the same one where Kane had stolen the title. Remember, he yeah. stole the WWF Championship. He was walking around with it over his shoulder, and he brought Earl Hebner out as the guest referee. Yes. And all of that. was in place. It all felt really... Oh, yeah, it was, oh. felt very, very good. Anyway, and the main event now, Kurt Angle versus Steve Austin, which starts off with Steve running and pounding Angle to that whole attacking your wife thing that Steve Austin gotten over. Angle stomps Kurt in the Tree of Woe as referee asks him to stop. Austin ignores him because it's no DQ, baby, which is nice. Crowd is going banana as Austin gets ready to pilmanize Angle, but Kurt bonks a ring bell over Austin's head to prevent this. Rock heads out to think about things and decides on throwing Angle in for the pin, but Austin kicks out. Angle wears on Austin for a bit, but Steve lands the Thez press, and the pop is insane. God, it's a loud mm -hmm. crowd this week. Austin bonks Angle's head on the table while iron up the Rock. Oof. Mm -hmm. uh, then Angle throws Austin into the Rock and then lands a chair against both of them. Angle heads up on top and lands a beautiful moonsault for two with a quick woo afterwards. Uh, the one that killed Hardcore Holly, not enough here. The Rock recovers and spots Angle, and he is not a happy bunny. Kurt Angle bounces Austin into the Rock on the apron and then uses the distraction to lock in the ankle lock. However, Austin doesn't tap, so Rock recovers and beats the piss out of him as his crowd is nuts the whole time as he then preps the Rock bottom before Angle interrupts it. Ooh. Right. Rock bottom to Angle instead, with Austin connecting the stunner and pinning Angle. Just a ludicrous match in terms of reaction and fan anticipation and heat and energy and everything that we love from this period. And remember, with the nostalgia goggles on, Wonderful match here. Oh, what do you yeah. think, Tom? Oh, agree. I, what I like, what I love is we talked about this. Was it last week or the week before where it was Austin Angle in the main event? Yeah. And they are just so beautifully matched for one another because not only do they work well, but they'll they'll give you multiple different matches. Like this year, one is truly the year of of Angle versus Austin because I think mm. we get it about nine or ten times. Three and times on pay-per-view and then some more on TV, yeah. Multiple on telly, but each time it, it's a little different. It, it, it yeah. leans a different way. Sometimes it's more technical. Sometimes it's more emotional, story-driven. Sometimes it's just like this one, an all-out brawl with other elements involved. But they're just, they mesh so beautifully. Like, I have no qualms about them constantly finding each other in storylines because they are... And we are, oh, and we're only just beginning when it comes to the, the angle Austin stuff we'll see in 2001. Like, oh, it's it's exciting. But we've got to get rest past WrestleMania, first of all. That's wow. that's on the horizon next. What, two weeks away, I think? 
Uh, yeah, 15 days, I think they said. Oh. So, so maybe Bill 17, something like that. Either way, a couple, couple of Smackdowns and we're, and we're there, which is bloody exciting. Bloody exciting. Uh, looking yes. back on this episode of Smackdown then, what was something that you remembered? I remember Kane threatening Willie and getting a title match. Because <laughs> I loved a bit of Kane. Anytime it was like, oh, I want to look cool. It was like, yes. <laughs> Kane's going to batter someone. I don't remember him losing, but there we are. Nice, nice. I remember the Jericho Dudley's table match. Oh. And, and, I, and I remember thinking, as I thought watching this again, like, God, like everyone's happy with the Dudley boys beating up Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> like, you thought they wouldn't be. But definitely that table match is one that, that I remember. It's a big part of the, the journey to WrestleMania for Jericho and Regal. Um, what did you forget from this episode? Colin Taz openly complaining <laughs> that no one's paying attention to the XFL. Which, that's not true. They were paying attention. They were. They were laughing. <laughs> there was the so much media. attention, just not the attention that you wanted. <laughs> Yeah, local presenter Bob Costas. Mm. Jesus, that was it. I I forgot about Undertaker and Kane reenacting Waiting for Godot in the first part of this show and just how wonderful it all was, but I, not in the way that I think they wanted it to be. Badass. <laughs> I'll wait here with you. No, you won't. This is my fight. Well, I'll give him one from me. I was expecting. I was expecting to say no. Um. Oh God! Uh, good SmackDown on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, a, a joy, a deep joy to watch this with you today, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, for... a little creature comfort. And, oh, us, I think. But do you know what? I'm very sorry about. Us. Oh, no, for, I'll say for both of us, very much a creature comfort. Like to to be able to, to sit and watch this with your good self. It's been nice. It's been Likewise, a little normality. Tom, even if I can't see you, IRL. It's great seeing you via Zoom in a room that isn't mine. <laughs> yeah, I ain't giving you any nonsense. Uh, what, you, what do you want to plug? You got anything coming up you want to plug? I've got a few things. Hopefully by the time this comes out, the uh, next Watch Mania will be out. Uh, Yay! It's been, a, it's been like nearly a month since the last one, but none of the people I sent reading stuff to sent anything in. I forget, they all can't be like Tom Campbell. So, uh, late, late, I'm sorry, I'm sat here with COVID and, and I've put out... 10 podcasts this week. What's their excuse? <laughs> Again, and you're in it because you sent me that clip ages ago of you doing, in Japan, considered <laughs> a real sport. But I don't want to use that every single week. So I've got loads of clips of like, you know, Japanese person messing up the crowd going, ah, hi, hi, Excellent. Idiot. Excellent. you blinking dramatically. So but if, if you need me to do any while I'm in the isolation station, let me know. Because I can just uh, sit I might. here and do it for you. Just tap I me might. up, mate. So Hi, new Tom Campbell. Completely different from the other version of Tom Campbell you've seen in the past because I've got COVID. Uh, just, yeah, exactly. It's a slightly different version. Yeah. No, do it. Do it. We'll do it. Um, so, new Botchamania, hopefully, hopefully, very soon. And um, a podcast with myself and Ross and Jack will be up soon. Some current after this. You are in Brian Tesco has got myself a meal deal. Go and eat our meal deal uh, in, a, in a moment. And, and you'll, you'll have, by the time you hear this, you'll have already heard the Cold Heart Wrestling podcast because time is a construct of human perception. And it's already. Oh, man died. <laughs> but look, a computer. Oh, oh, oh. Um, next week, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a special appearance on my Love Letter to Wrestling, which is Mark Andrews' podcast on the BBC Sounds app. Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews, what are you doing here? He's in 2K22. He's not. No, he's not, sadly. No, no, he's not. I wish he was. Uh, Fulton said it, though. 
Not Gunter, yeah. Volta. Um, so I'll be, uh, so you'll hear me on that, having a nice chat with Mark Andrews. That was a good time. Oh, lovely. Oh, this, you'll love this. You'll love this. Desert Island Graps next week. I say Matthew will love this because it's somebody that we both know. Um, and it's uh, it's somebody that you may know or you may fall in love with next week. Desert oh. Island Graps next week. Vinnie Massaro's on. Oh, lovely. Former well, XBW well, legend. That's the one. Like we're, them, yes. we're recording it this weekend. Uh, oh, you'll hear nice. it next week. So Vinny Massaro doing Desert Island Crafts. He's a, he's a one-of-a-kind gentleman, and I'm excited for you to, to hear the conversation that we have. That'll be a good, good time. Um, wow. Oh, oh, tomorrow on the podcast feed, it's a classic watch-along. Myself and Sam Driver are watching World War Three. 1995, which is ironic when you consider the state of the world right oh, now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one that opens up with Hogan burning the observer, right? That's the yeah. one! <laughs> you'll, you'll hear it tomorrow on the podcast feed. Again, time being oh, a construct of human perception. As you go off to go and record the podcast which people have heard yesterday, I'm going to go oh, off right. and record the podcast with Sam that people yes. will hear tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. But until we are next back together, and hopefully, mate, next time we do this, I'll be in the same room as you. I'm hoping to shake this off very quickly and get back in the office uh, next to immediately when I'm not contagious. Yeah, Fingers you, crossed. You concentrate on you, Tom. A lot of you, people here, obviously, Sam. A lot of lovely people over overseas as well, martial arts and lots of other magnificent, wonderful German people whose names I can't remember. All right, I've told my head now. We're saying positive things about yourself and I obviously appreciate the hard work oh. you do here at Coldaholic. So please, I know you're a hard-working bastard. You need work to live. You're one of those people. But please make sure you're keeping yourself okay, all right? Stay I safe. Will. I healthy. promise. I promise I will. I promise I will. And until we are next together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Give him one from me. <laughs> Love you, bye. Came at the day of his daughter's wedding. Give her one for me! Oh no! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 